This episode's brought to you by Ghost AT and T. It's like long distance plan, but you you talk to ghosts. With your host, me, Bryce Hansen. And me, David Day. Um, yeah, so we're we're record see, this is what happens when we record later in, in the day. I'm just more much more subdued. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. You're like a panda bear sitting there. Well, that's normal. Munching on your bamboo. Yeah, just dark eyes. Dark eyes. Dark eyes. Very, like dull's eyes. Very fluffy. Like I could pet you. Uh huh. Anytime. Anytime you need it, buddy. Um, so if you're new to Horror Movie Talk, you should know that we're a weekly horror movie review show. We prioritize new releases. And so this week, of course, we're going to be covering the black phone. Yeah. Why has it got to be black? Yeah. Why has the phone always got to be black? Yeah. Why that? Um, Low effort jokes. This this <laughs> movie, I've been waiting for this movie for like fucking three years. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. It's, it's one of those that really uh, got... Kicked down the road several times from the pandemic. Shelved. Um, so, before we get into it, just want to mention our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. Go there and find all the links to the things. We've got a new fundraiser. You want to talk about that, David? Yeah, we, are, we have a $2,000 goal to uh, send a donation to the Trevor Project. Uh, this is to... Save LGBTQ plus IA plus um, youth, and uh, we'll get that ball rolling to the tune of $500. We're dropping 500 big ones into that pot just to get that ball rolling. So if you'd like to help us help uh, gay and trans and LGBT plus IQIA people, then please... Um, Head on over to our website. Just scroll down just a bit underneath our player and the just the little player on the right hand side, and you'll see a big, big old donate here, donate now button. And that's just a GoFundMe. So you know it's legit. And it goes directly to the Trevor Project, all proceeds. Yeah. So uh, chip in there. Um, again, we're a weekly podcast. We post new episodes every Wednesday. Subscribe to us and leave a review if you like us. Call us at 682-253-4468 to leave us a voicemail. Later on in the show, we'll be checking those. Um, every episode, we start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. And after we get to the score, we take a deeper dive in the spoiler section. So if you haven't seen the film, you can bounce and come back later after you've seen it. Uh, but we will attempt to leave out the spoilers in the review 
uh, section. Um, later on, we've got a couple bits. Um, we're going to be doing, I was thinking about a new bit, but oh. it ended up being too depressing <laughs> and oh. too lengthy. So I'm going to do the next most depressing bit we've ever done, which is, I don't think we even came up with a title for it. I think it's basically make David miserable. Oh, the, no, we did. We had a, this is horror or horrible. Horror or horrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is where you make me... Oh, so it's. I think the, the concept was, is this worse than a horror movie, watching this? Yeah, yeah, and you're going to make me watch videos uh, of horrible things happening to people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll check our voicemail on horror movie whores. You know, um, before we get into anything, I'd just like to say thanks to our most recent Patreon members Mm -hmm. here we go down the list thank you to all of these wonderful people for uh supporting the show this is a free show that's why there are ads on it um if you don't like the ads and you don't pay us any money um then you have no room to talk but these people do um these people are julian k daniel p dominic p laura m james h rebecca Inspector Boogie. It's <laughs> my favorite one. Corey P and Joe P. A lot of P going on. All you guys, thank you for supporting the show. D- depending on what level of access they've chosen, they don't have to listen to commercials um, because they've chosen to support the show. If you're complaining about commercials, you should know you don't have to worry about those if you join our Patreon. You know, not all. I, don't, I haven't really heard anyone complain about the commercials, to be honest. They're, they're out there. They're complaining to you? They're complaining. Okay. Yeah. I've heard some people complain. Actually, I've heard more people complain about Spotify commercials in the wrong language. Mm. Yeah. Which is interesting. That's not us. We we have a deal with iHeartRadio. Yeah, we don't make any money from Spotify. Nothing. Yeah. After that deal dropped, you know, after that deal fell through, they really kind of... Cold children. Spitefully put in a bunch of German ads in our... Have fun with Samoa. <laughs> like a what? Um, yeah, so we went and saw the black phone and it made me feel stranger danger. Here is the trailer. I'll be home in the morning. Where are you going? I'm staying over at Susie's tonight. What's new? The flyer. The papers call him the grabber. I wish one called that. You don't actually believe that story, do you? Because he can't hear you, and he doesn't really take kids that safe. Oh! <laughs> you goof. Well, isn't that just peachy king? You need some help? You see that? Yeah. <laughs> Would you hand me my hat? Yes, sir. Hi. I'm a part-time magician. Are those black balloons in there? Would you like to see a magic trick? I have an announcement to make. One of our students, Finney Blake, was abducted. What if I could help the police find Finney? Dream about it. 
what happened in your dream. He was taken. By a man with black balloons? Yes. We never released those details. Black Phone can be found in theaters now. Pretty much all you need to know is in the trailer. Um, in the late 70s in North Denver, there is a spate of missing children. Rumors abound of a predator named the Grabber. Finney, the protagonist, is either a popular baseball pitcher or a shy weakling who is picked on by bullies. <laughs> you can be both, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who watched this movie will kind of go. Will, will that will resonate with? Right. He'll be like, it, it's almost it, like it sets him up as like, oh yeah, he's like the captain of the baseball team, and then he, uh, someone hits off of him once, and then everyone's like, uh, fuck that guy. It's like the 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 baby sheep scene in The Simpsons. Yeah, out of the like, way, you. Oh. <laughs> um. Finney, I keep misspelling. He is this soon name. grabbed. Finney, the oh yeah, la, 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 la. he is soon grabbed by the grabber, played by Ethan Hawke in a mask, channeling Pennywise the clown. As I thought about it more, it's like literally Pennywise. He has balloons, but they're like, uh, we can't just have red. Better make him black. I love this mask. I, like the mask is fantastic. This is this is. I don't think I, I there's there's no hyperbole in this. I think this is the most iconic horror movie mask uh or or villain uh in the past 20 years. Like that's I mean, this fucking crushes the bad guy. Yeah, it's great. It, it's designed by uh Tom Savini, did you know that? I had no idea, but it's, uh, it's every a, part of it is gold. Yeah, it is a fantastic mask. It's a good it's a good visual thing. Um his, so Finney's sister Gwen has a touch of the shinning and has dreams about where the grabber takes his victims. When While Finney is locked in the grabber's basement, the disconnected black phone in the room receives calls from the previous victims of the grabber from beyond the grave. 
Finney must work to free himself using the knowledge given to him from the phone and using his own wits. This is a very capable film. It feels very much like Stephen, like a Stephen King story. Did you did you feel that way while you were watching it? Like it it jumped out at me. It was like this is very Stephen King. Like the the supernatural element. Yeah, now that it, now that you're mentioning it, yeah, I guess so. I guess I expected the supernatural element to come from a different direction mm-hmm. than it did, but yes. Yeah. Um well, if it were to be a Stephen King film, I what is what I mean to say is I feel like the supernatural element would come from a different direction, but Well, I mean, yeah, I mean just the kind of psychic powers or the dreams. Yeah. feels very much the shining yeah. or like we just watched the fire starter too. Well, that makes sense because this was written by Stephen King's son. Oh. Joe Hill. Um his full name is like Joe Hill Vinger King or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Hill something. Someone will correct me. We're very well researched here on horror movie Dude, talk as everyone knows. Talk about burying the lead here. Go by Joe Hit Joe King. Are you killing are you kidding me? Like I respect it. I mean isn't that so much more impressive that he's can make a career from not using the most famous name in horror? Yeah, but he's still his dad's son. So what so what are you trying to prove? Like, okay, you're not using his name, but you're still his kid and you're clearly getting the ups from that. Go full on with it. Like you need every bit of help you can get. And if your name is Joe King, oh, Joe King. Joe King. <gasps> Even better. <laughs> What's he doing? Um, so this film was directed by Scott Derrickson, who previously directed Sinister and The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This is to say that Black Phone is in capable hands. A lot's given away in the trailer, which is unfortunate, but the film has some good twists and turns and ends up being compelling and engaging throughout. The biggest pleasant surprise for me is the quality of the acting from the young cast, especially Mason Thames, who plays Finney, and Madeline McGraw, who plays Gwen his sister, and who also has some of the best lines in the, in the film. Yeah, Madeline just really uh, crushes it. Like, both of them do. I mean, they're, yeah, Finney was like, it's one of those things where it hit me. I was like, wow, this kid is actually a really good actor. Like, just the what he's conveying through his performance feels so natural, especially juxtaposed, juxtaposed with some of the other actors, like the, the other kid that beats up the bullies and gets grabbed and the hair metal kid like they are it's just not the same quality yeah no yeah and madeline has the exact right level of precociousness right it's not overboard it's not too understated it's just it's just i go and they give her some cuss words right that make that actually made me worried for the young actress oh really yeah i was like oh sweetie like don't yeah it's hard to figure out how old they are like it yeah. doesn't say in the imdb it is hard like it they look very believable as high school students you know i uh, no, they're middle school students is it middle school yep well they're believable either way <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean d- definitely like mason thames is one of those kids that i'll probably keep my eye on oh yeah you know? kills it Um, The first act does a very good job of creating a compelling three-dimensional character in Finney. 
His life isn't all roses, having to deal with an alcoholic abusive father along with schoolyard bullies. We're shown that Finney is empathetic, strong, and capable, but doesn't fight for himself. He seems to survive day to day, depending on friendships and his relationship with his sister. This sets up a compelling character arc that seems natural and satisfying in the end. There isn't a lot of time spent on the grabber. He is more of a presence and more of a looming threat than an active participant in most of the film. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see them do more with him. There's ample opportunity to go very dark. And I was a little surprised, given Derrickson's previous films, that there wasn't more done to show what the Grabber did with his previous victims. Uh, I mean, this seems like a weird... This enters in, like, uh, all eyes on Bryce at this point. It's like, I really wanted to see more maiming and murder of small children is really what this film lacked. Yeah. Like, Well, who doesn't want that? But it seemed like the, I mean, the stakes were there, and it was obvious, like, he's going to get murdered. Like, that's that's what's going to happen, and that's, like, yeah, that's compelling. But where was the rape? But <laughs> Bryce asks. <laughs> Why not more? But, I mean, there's there's opportunities, like, especially midpoint in the film, where, where Finney plays into his hands, where it's like, there didn't seem to be hugely significant consequences to him. And that feels like it would have been an opportunity to have like a like a maiming moment. It was know? an interesting amount of restraint that was being shown and it kept me on my toes a yeah. little bit because it's like you expect it to oh, go pretty hard. He's yeah. gonna he's you expect he's just gonna go off and then he and then he kinda reels it back. But is he gonna go off? And maybe he does. I don't know. This is not the spoiler section. And it, yeah, there's also, yeah. Anyways, it, it, in the end, it's pretty predictable what happens in oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, when people say like, oh, they gave it all away in the trailer, like, well, they didn't, but actually they kind of did. Like, yeah. you, you, you know what you're getting into with this. I would have liked them to spend a little more time um, making the grabber um, scarier, just filling in. A little bit of it, like physically, the presence and the performance is great, but they're not really communicating, or they're not showing the depravity in them. They're they're right. telling, yeah, yeah, and yeah, inferring a lot. Into this is it. a chance, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of this movie feels like um, uh, a bit of a Hannibal Lecter style. Mm-hmm. Like this is a bit of a Hannibal Lecter character, mm-hmm. where it's. It's interesting. Definitely like a Buffalo Bill character, at least. Sure. Well, I mean, yes. All of the the yeah. above kind of thing. Where where the point is not to know, is not to know mm-hmm. um, exactly how fucked up he can go and get, but that, but it's all, and it's not given to you on a silver platter. It's revealed to you slowly over time, and that is the that is the thing that we're, we're, that they want us to focus on is like look at this weirdo right. like how weird does he get well yeah i mean see that's the thing like if we're making comparisons to silence of the lambs it's it's an apt comparison but that's that's probably the, my touchstone where it's like how did they treat buffalo bill and hannibal lecter in that film well you're shown like the Buffalo Bill character is really filled out and like, and it really focuses on his like 
depravity and like his motivations and his psychology, you know, and that's what most of it is. And you see like the after effects of what he's done with previous victims, which is basically make a, a woman suit. And then Hannibal Lecter, like you're told like how horrible he is, but eventually you see it. Eventually you see him like when he breaks out of spoilers, when he breaks out of that prison and where's the guy's face? Like it's all, like you're showing it and this one like it's all we're told about it but it's we all don't, inferential yeah it's all inferential all all we see is some covered graves yeah don't you give know. too much away here you know i think you're giving a lot away pre-spoilers the fact that there's graves no the well, fact that they don't give anything away ever okay well um i i think that the grabber could have been a more indelible indelible villain like he was visually great yeah and Ethan Hawke does a really good performance. Oh, cr- crushes it! Yeah. Like, I, like it's a and it's an interesting choice to have Ethan Hawke, a guy who is. I mean, I would argue the reason you have Ethan Hawke in your movie is because of his face. He's a great actor too, but mm-hmm. his he's got one of those faces that's just like, oh, it's it's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like this is a well. They they still use it. A little bit, but they don't bear like they that you you'll never get to see his whole face except for one scene, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a it's a it's an interesting move, and I and he did a great job with it. I think I, I was worried about him. Yeah. Um. Well, this is again directed by Scott Derrickson, um, and in Sinister, Ethan Hawke and um, what's his name? Ransone. James Ransone. Yeah. He's um he's in this too, and he was they were both in Sinister. Yeah. Um so a little bit of it is probably just using cast that he likes. Um overall it's a really enjoyable movie. Um it exceeded my expectations. It was it was better than I thought it was gonna be, especially the first act and like the, the effort they put into creating the story. You know, behind just the Serial killer grabs someone mm-hmm. and having a supernatural phone. Um, I give it a score of 8 out of 10. That's a fair score, I think. I mean, I, I don't think... <clears throat> I enjoyed a lot of the, a lot of different aspects of this movie um, uh, for a lot of the same reasons you did. Uh, but one that I think we might differ a little bit on uh, is I really, 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 really love the 70s vibe mm-hmm. the whole thing like it's so committed this is the most committed modern movie to getting the 70s right on screen i feel like i feel like they had a production design consultant of uh i know they do of of um adam carolla just came in and was like no this has got to be more depressing we got to have this we got to have that hearth real sparse everything's got to be you know Mm -hmm. shag carpets and dark tones Mm -hmm. and uh the film has to be gritty because it was disgusting back then i really like the amount of attention they paid to Mm -hmm. like getting the 70s right with one exception that drove me absolutely bonkers in a flashlight an led flashlight where i was like what the fuck is an LED flashlight doing in the 70s? Um, that was LED, wasn't I, it? B- drove me yeah. insane. I was so into the vibe uh, aesthetically of this movie that that moment I was like, 
damn you, damn you to hell. Um, you know, that's interesting because they had LEDs back then, didn't they? Yeah, sure. And but it they was were a, capable of putting out very little light. It was a rocket ship. <laughs> it could have been the most futuristic flashlight that kid could get his hands on. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a it's a super nitpicky super point nitpicky. is what you mean. Yeah. Um, if I were to say that point, you'd be like, oh, there's Bryce again being super nitpicky. Uh, no, I, it's just one of the, I, I, it didn't massively change uh-huh. my score or anything like that. It just bothered the shit out of me um, yeah. to see it was one of those little niggling things. But, um, there were a few points where I was like, does this really need to be as long as it is? And it's not that long. It's only an hour and 45, mm-hmm. but that says enough, right? Mm-hmm. If it felt kind of a little too long, it's probably a little too long. And, uh. Uh, granted, they a lot of that time went into making these believable characters, so I don't know. But I was a little bored throughout. Um, this sits at a high six, low seven for me. Hmm. So um, yeah, I, it was a, it was definitely a a crazy. Uh, I love serial killer movies, and yeah. this is that. So yeah, I feel like there was kind of a bit missed opportunity in the second and third act because it was like. Very sparse. You're right on the tracks. Like, you're on the train tracks, and you knew exactly where this was going. Yeah. And there was nothing really unpredictable that happened. I mean, there was one kind of surprise, but really it's like they could have done more. It was weird. They could have done more, just even had more interactions between the grabber and the kid. Yeah, it was weird how they chose to focus the movie. Right. right, Like, what things to focus the movie on, and it ended up being the stories of the previous victims instead of the much more interesting thing of the, the psychopath upstairs. Right. You know, so, um, but I mean, you know, it, it does leave itself open for very interesting prequels. I hope they do something more with this mask. It's, and, and Ethan Hawke playing this, this character because I want to know more about him. I'm just like, want to know more about Hannibal Lecter at the end right. of Silence of the Lambs. Right. I'm just like, m- m- tell me more about this strange, terrifying man. And Ethan Hawke in this was yeah, that. Yeah, he was great. Uh, speaking of great, how about our great sponsors? And on the top of that list is nightchannels.com. Night Channels is a great website where you can find exclusive designs of horror movies the occults hard rock and lots of other cool stuff um designs that you're not going to see anywhere else and really all you got to do is take the night channels challenge that's all we ask you to do we're not going to ask you to buy a certain amount we just ask you to go start browsing that's right and if you browse you're going to find i guarantee you more than one t-shirt they're going to be like hmm kind of want that and all of a sudden your basket will be filled and you'll check out and you'll use code hmt at checkout to get 13 percent off so head over to nightchannels.com use that discount code hmt at checkout get 13 percent off let me let me go over some of their new designs that i love we got uh the reanimator classic um hr geiger's early work uh they got um, dead alive face split. That's a great looking one. You got an unsolved mysteries shirt, Bryce, ooh, with the fingerprint. Ooh. <laughs> uh, they got evil moisture gunk dissection. 
they got a System Shock shirt. They got all kinds of great stuff over there. Yeah. So check them out. Much more impactful if you go actually look at the designs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Take the Night Channels Challenge because that's what works. Just hop on the site and take a look around. Um, if you're listening to these commercials and you don't want to, you should know that there's an option to join our Patreon at the $6.66 level, and you'll get advanced access to our episodes as soon as we finish editing them, as well as um, episodes without the ads. We take all the ads out and uh, just all the meat. It's just the, the Oreo stuffing. None of that filthy black cookie. Yeah, it's just the... Um just the what's that thing in your butthole? Yours? Uh, poop? No, that thing that you can touch and it'll make you come harder. Oh, um, my anus. No, uh, it's, it starts with a P. Um, your, pr- your your penis? No. <laughs> it's your. You sometimes people get cancer of it. My pencil holder? Oh, my God. I'm going to go insane. If you know the name of the thing that's inside Bryce's butt that starts with a P that sometimes gets cancer, please drop us a like. Can you really not think of the... I can't. The prostate is oh, what you're thinking the of. prelude. I was like... <laughs> the Honda prelude? What? The prelude to coming. Okay. It's ju- we, ju- we cut out all the commercials and only leave the prostate. Right. Uh, I mean, my prostate in my butthole is only theoretical at this point, so I'm not even sure if I have one. Any volunteers? Um, okay, so check our our Patreon at patreon.com slash talk. Join us there. Thank you so much for our recent new patrons that aren't listening to these ads because they paid up. Uh, also check out our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. There we've got t-shirts and stickers and... More stuff to come once we get motivated to set it up. Uh, life. Um, if you like the episode artwork, we do too, because we love our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. You can find him on Instagram at dgobel 0 and uh, reach out to him, and he takes commissions, and he'll help you out. Call us at 682-253-4468 to leave us a voicemail. Thanks. Again, for listening, let's get into spoiler blur blurs. Spoilers! You noticed it's it's summer. It's hot girl summer. It's hot girl summer. Yeah. Have, have you noticed? I, honestly, I haven't got out that much. Wow, I haven't seen that. Many hot girls out. I'm sitting right here. Oh. I took my shirt off. Yeah, I mean... That's how you know it's summer. Isn't this indecent at this point? Mm. Um, um, I mean, it is hot. It's going to be It's not hot. hot down here in the basement it's with my AC. It's a little hot down here, and it's going to be 100 degrees today. Yeah, it's going to be rough today. A hundo. A hundy, mm-hmm. as they say. Um... Yeah, so this movie, North Denver, I have no feelings about. Um, I love, I love that you you are the expert on the seventies aesthetic and and the realism of the seventies, having been born in nineteen eighty five. 
Four. Four. Um, I mean, you can't. You can't know anything that came before. Only you can know what came, what your experience is. I can, I can tell you what the '90s was like. I, do you know how many movies from the '70s I've watched? Like tons. Well, yeah, but you're saying it got it the realism right. Yeah, yeah, because those movies from the '70s portray like an idealized, realistic version of the '70s. Okay, and this does. A good job of paring that idealism down even a little bit. Right, right. And kind of makes it more plain and gross, mm-hmm. which is the way I imagine it. Sure. Because it's the way I've heard people who hated the 70s describing it. There is a kind of a unique experience watching this is that we take notes, you know, the, all these beats that we're going to talk about are the notes that I take during mm. during the film. Okay. And one of the things I try to write down is the name of the characters and I swear to God, they said the the name of the protagonist like six times within the first 10 seconds of the film. And I still didn't get it right. Yeah. It's a, it's one of those names. That, I was like, Denny. It's one Lenny, of the- <laughs> Fenny, Scrimmy, Benny. And like <laughs> later, much, much later in the film, they're like, Finny. You can call me Finn. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. F-I-N-N-Y. <laughs> Finn, Finn, Finny, Finn. Yeah. What are that? Here, I'll, I'll read what I wrote down. Rennie? <laughs> Denny? <laughs> and then finally wrote down, Finny! <laughs> Exclamation point. Rennie? Well, but it's... the fact that they, they had, like, because he was playing baseball, and they had, like, the cheerleader saying his sister and, like, his teammates, go, Finny, go, Finny. F I N N Y, you ain't got no alibi. You're Finny. <laughs> You're Finny. <laughs> yeah. And I'm over here. Durr. Well, why did they? T- why did they choose a phonetically difficult name to hear? <laughs> you know, they did do that. It could have just been Ben. You know, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> yeah. So there's a baseball game, and it's like uh, very important. He's the pitcher, and he's pitching real good, and then. This uh, Asian kid knocks it out of the park. Yeah, they got this middle school kid throwing fucking snapping, uh, 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 what do you call them, fastball pitches. pitches. And uh, I mean, like they even have a pitch thrown from his view where Uh you get to see the curve of the ball. Like, you know, like it looks like if this was bowling, it would be like. God damn, you know, like, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. You can always tell a professional bowler because that ball just snaps in there, you know? Yeah. And there's this great, because he's like making eyes at this one girl through the fence and she's like, ooh, I want to fuck you. And then he like, the kid hits the the ball out of the park and the girl's like, oh, never mind. I don't want to anymore. (laughs) It was based entirely on Poor Finny. He was like, oh. Sports prowess. Poor Rennie. So he he was the most popular kid until one guy hit his pitch and then all of a sudden all the bullies wanted to beat the fuck out of him yeah it was based entirely on his athletic prowess right and um yeah (laughs) it goes pretty hard with the school fights like it seems like that was just the way of life it's like oh you just walk around and wait to get wailed on by bullies it's it's i've heard tales of your i mean 
you're the, you're the seventies expert. Tell tell us what it was like in the seventies. Well, I can't tell you what it was like in the seventies. I can only tell you what it was like in my experience because that's all I have to go off. That's the only thing that's ever informed me. Uh-huh. Um, because I'm un incapable of inference uh-huh. or nuance. Uh-huh. Um, but in my Christian school, uh, where I had to go to school because I I think partially because I was a little bit of a a difficult child. Mm. Um, but not entirely. You know what? That may not might not be fair at all. I'm not entirely sure why they sent me to Christian school. Maybe just to maybe just because they're a Christian, just fully indoctrinate me. Yeah, just or maybe that's just what they honestly believed in. That doesn't seem possible, though. Um, uh, yeah. So there were a lot of rows on the playground. Yeah, it starts immediately. Several of which I was involved in. It was like in first grade was the first one. I was like, wow, what the fuck? Like, hmm. seems early, but I mean, you know, the shows I watched in kindergarten prepared me for this for some reason. Like, I remember being like, yes, this is what school is like, you know? See, for me, it was, I don't, I don't think I ever saw a fight. Really? Yeah. Get out. I must have. There must have been some kind of tussle in the hallway, but I never, I don't think I ever like, witnessed firsthand stuff going down in front of me. Like it was always one of those things where it was like, Oh, when you get to middle school, they're going to put your head in the toilets and give you swirlies. That's I got just a what swirly in high school. Yeah. I never some fucking, there was this dude who was, he was obsessed with being a character from Porky's. <laughs> he was just like, Fuck the nerds! You know, like, they're froshies! Get them! You know, I was like, what? Who are you? I, I remember I remember asking him in PE, because it was in PE. This was the only class where, you know, all the classes melded together. Uh-huh. And I was like, where do you, in what world do you exist? Like, how are you a person? Like, I remember being so, like, besieged with, like, like, you can't be serious. But he was like, dump him in the trash can. And they picked me up and put me in the trash can. And I was just like, offered no resistance. I was like, oh, no, okay. I'm in the trash can now. And they were like, I can, I, <laughs> got him. <laughs> I was like, I can climb. I'm just going to climb out right get after out you leave. Now. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> but you were in there and we all remember it. <laughs> I was like, like okay. It's like, it's mostly paper. I don't know what the, all right. I remember embarrassing him was a good way to make it to stop of just being like, what are you trying to do? Look, if you're going to beat my ass, I'll roll over and die for you. Like, I'll just like, oh no, please don't hurt me. <laughs> but it was all this like, put his head in the toilet. It was like. No, don't. I guess, I mean, I guess that's a benefit of being a fat kid. Just, that was very hard to lift. Uh. <laughs> no one was giving me swirlies. They're looking they're around. Like, they're uh, like, I'm uh. kids high on the list who I want to put in and can't. <laughs> yeah, bullies, bullies and like teachers that made you do stuff on time was always the constant threat throughout my school career. And they just, I they ended up not ever existing. Really? Bullies didn't? Yeah. Like, I remember in and elementary school. And you still school, found a way to feel terrible about yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mine was like psychological torture and less physical torture. Life uh, finds a way. 
Well, you know when you're another. You don't need bullies to tell you that. But, um, yeah, so, like, it was always like, oh, yeah, in middle school, they're real bullies there. They're going to give you swirlies. They're going to beat you up. They're going to, like, pick on the young kids. Uh Never happened. But in high school, that's when, I mean, they can't just be making this stuff up. (laughs) It's got to happen somewhere. Nope. Well, in college, like... Well, you grew happened. up in suburbia. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I grew up in pr- all everywhere I went was real rural. Yeah, maybe farmhands just like have a lot of energy to. They got a lot of energy to torture there, yeah. people with. Um, so yeah, lots of school fights. Um, and then kind of, uh, Finney has a protector in this one kid, Robin. Um. He's the first one that we see fighting, beats the shit out of this one bigger kid, and then protects Finney from these three bullies that want to fight him for no particular reason that's explained. And um, don't you love it when, like, the bullies in movies have, like, the reason why they're beating up a kid is that that kid's life is already miserable? <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of my favorite tropes. Like in this film, would be like, "Oh, look at you with your alcoholic dad that beat you. What a nerd! We're gonna beat the fuck out of you." It's like you thought you were gonna escape home, huh? Well, fuck you. Bring a little like, slut. This is what you like, right? This is how you live. <laughs> look at you. Your legs don't work. Fuck you. It's like, don't uh, what? I mean, but it, it it's it does highlight the. The weird reality of of kid hierarchies, which is like everybody's trying to figure out the pecking order, and the hierarchy does exist, Mm -hmm. and you better not be at the bottom of it because that blows, so find somebody and make them the bottom of it, like, arbitrarily, yay, black hair, and it's like, (laughs) oh, no, black hair, black hair, and then everybody latches on to the fact that he's got black hair, and then... You're done. And then the the kid with the black hair is like to the bully, but you have black hair too. Not as dark as yours. <laughs> um so Robin that kid gets immediately grabbed by the grabber. Yeah, he sure does. And um Gwen, I can't remember the se- sequence of events, but she she has some kind of dream about Robin being grabbed, and I can't remember how it got brought up, but the detectives wanted to talk to her about it. Yeah, she... Because she specifically had some details around these black balloons. Well, she... um, Yeah, I can't remember now either. Somehow they fa- they got wind of the fact that she had mentioned a black balloon. And they said specifically that was something that they held back as evidence that they found on the scene, that they found black balloons and several different crime scenes. Um, and then later I was asking myself, why didn't they tell the public that? Wouldn't that be like a very important, <laughs> like, do you remember Stranger Danger announcements? They they were like, well, he's in a green panel van and he drives along this. Like, you'd think you'd give the kids enough information to be like, if you see anyone with a bunch of black balloons, which would be weird in the first place, go the other way. Well, look, again, I don't have anything to base my reality off of other than my own personal life experiences. Uh-huh. So this is 
third-hand information that I've gleaned from detective shows, uh-huh. but I barely gleaned it because it's very hard for me to pick uh-huh. up on these things. But a lot of times they'll withhold these kinds of, you know, these markers so that specifically so that the public will take note of an obvious thing mm-hmm. um, and so that the person in the newspaper won't catch wind so that they don't stop presenting the black b- balloons, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They withhold the evidence to make sure that the big obvious thing is can continue to be reported on. Because they count like it- on the public to... to Well, what was, he, what was happening? Well, there were black balloons there. That's our guy! But it also seemed to be common knowledge that he was driving around in a black van, too. Yeah, but black vans are much more common than black balloons, right? I, I guess. You guess? I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. but the combination of the two, you'd think you'd be able to have enough of a public warning. Like, there's there's the one side of, like, you want to catch him. There's, there's the other side of, like, you want to make it harder for him to catch kids again, which would be, like... Steer clear of a guy with a ton, a metric ton of black balloons. There's no way to stop him. No way. No way. Well, there isn't. I mean, you know, if somebody if somebody really wants to g- grab some kids, mm-hmm. they're going to grab some kids. Ask me how I know. Only personal knowledge and information. <laughs> First hand. Um, did you get Pennywise vibes from Ethan Hawke? Especially when he grabbed Finney. Like, it was, like, his voice was almost channeling, like, the 2017 Pennywise. I'm not going to lie to you. Not even a little bit. Really? None of it. But now I can definitely see the, you know, the parallels that you're drawing. Um, To me, it was Ethan Hawke's... Oh, I'm an amateur magician. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, silly me. Could you... Help me pick up my A's. Get the hat. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I definitely see where you're, you're pulling that from. It's kind of interesting. Um, our co-star over here, James Ransone, who's acting I really enjoy. He was in Sinister and Sinister 2. Mm-hmm. He was also in It. Remember It? Yep, he was in It. And also, he was in your favorite show, The Wire. Uh, no. My favorite show that he was in was Generation Kill. Yeah. Season two, which you will never see, never. stars stars James Ransone in probably my favorite role. Um, God, what's what's the name of the kid? Probably one of the most annoying characters on TV, but also kind of endearing. Um, James Ransone played the annoying guy? Uh-huh. Oh. Um, it was the war. He was Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy Sabatka. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, I'll ne- I'll fucking never see the second season of The Wire. And it is terrible. I stand by my... Mm-hmm. It is so boring. Um, so after Robin is kidnapped and before Finney is kidnapped, he gets wailed on by the bullies. So they're like, oh, he's weak now. And then that's has one of the best lines from Gwen when she arrives on scene. She goes, you dumb fucking fart knockers. <laughs> Perfect delivery. That's yeah, great delivery. Yeah. I thought the kids did a really good job um, acting cowed by their alcoholic abusive father. Oh, yeah. that The father beating the daughter scene was felt very real. Oh, yeah. 
and was really emotionally draining almost. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It was because you see it and you're like, wow, this is going dark. Really what happens because Finney is. And it's also like really good for the char- character development because Finney is frozen. He he can't do anything, you know, and it's unfair and the father is drunk and Gwen is trying to stand up for herself while, you know, uh, taking her beating but also being deferential in yeah. the end and trying to make peace, you know. Yeah, Jeremy and, Davies is the dad. Yeah. And he is... The in this movie made up to be the most fucking Charles Manson looking motherfucker you've ever seen yeah. in your life. Yeah, just diminutive, real dark hair, long hair, big beard. Ugh. Yeah, so. Ugh. Um, you remember him as uh, what's his, his Upham, Corporal Upham from uh, Saving Private Ryan, which is on Netflix right now. Yeah, he's in. He's he's definitely a recognizable character actor. Um, remember Upham? God, I hated Upham. He's the reason remember. everybody died. He was the little, the the. Was he the like journalist? The real? No, he, he was. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he was the re, the guy they tasked with giving everyone ammo, running around. Oh, that ammo. was him. The end scene of oh, Saving shit. Private Ryan. Oh my god! I will never. Oh, I I hate very few people as much as I do Corporal Upham. Yeah, he was also on Lost mm-hmm. um, as Doctor Doctor Daniel Faraday. Um, yeah, like um, that scene does a lot in terms of like, well, number one, like adding the dad beating scene. Yeah, the dad yeah. beating scene also communicates a lot about the relationship between Gwen and Finney, which is they're in it together, and so the stakes are a lot stronger than just like, oh, your protagonist is captured. It's like, how is Gwen going to survive without her brother? You know, like right. how, how's that going to work out? Um, And then, uh, yeah, like we said, Phineas kidnapped, um, taken to a basement and the basement looks like it's the sinister poster. <laughs> Did you notice that? It was distracting to me because I was oh. like, yeah, I guess. Just the set design. It has, like, that long, trailing, like, black line. Yeah. That kind of just... You would assume it's trying to, like, represent, like, a flood line or something like that, but it trails off. It, no, it's a crack in the concrete where the water seeps through. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. Well, it looks exactly like the Sinister poster. Um, And then right yeah, in does. the middle there, there's the black phone. Um... And he starts getting calls from the dead, starting with Bruce Yamato, the batter that fucked him over. Yeah, this is scene. okay. So I can we can kind of yeah we can f- skip we can forward fast a lot of this. track a lot of this. Like it's it's formulaic at this point because he gets a call. They reveal um, that they were a former victim, and this is how they tried to escape. And so he like builds up this wealth of information and these tools that previous victims had left for him, starting out with Bruce told him about a loose tile and he could start digging under the foundation to get to the surface, which is, let's be honest, the least feasible option. Um, There's another kid um, that told him about a 
a wire that he pulled from the wall that he could yeah. use. Yeah, another one told him he pulled a gr- the grate off the uh, off the window. Another one told him uh, he, you know, he uh, dug through the concrete to the freezer on the other side. Yeah. Um, all and all of these things end up being dead cu- ends. Cumulative clues mm-hmm. that 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 like a video game. If you were playing a video game where you were stuck in a room, of which there are many. Mm-hmm. Where you were stuck in a room and you're trying to, you know, like mist, p- get the pieces to the puzzle that are are not obvious, that all tend to work together to further you into the next stage. At the end, he applies all of these, all in one fell swoop. Right. And uh, and that's really, that's really the story of the black phone. The black phone is all the souls of the previous kids calling them up and being like, you're going to need to start digging or you're going to need yeah. to get the wire that I loosened up. And it's and it's compelling. Yeah. And it finally and like, spooky. It culminates to where Robin, the his friend, calls him and tells him basically he has to fight for himself. Like, right. He's got to pack that phone with dirt and use it as a weapon. And um, he, he needs to fight for himself or he's going to die. You know, Um. Yeah, so that's that's like the basic device, and and most of the movie is falling along that track, and that's where it becomes kind of formulaic. But the stuff around it is interesting, and I wish they did a little more with it. So there is a moment where the grabber leaves the door unlocked to the basement, mm-hmm. and Finney knows this, but he gets a call from Billy that tells him, "Don't go up. It's." It's part of the game. It's a trap. It's a trap that, and we see this awesome visual of Ethan Hawke at the top of the stairs, shirtless, in this scary mask with just a belt, and he's just waiting. It's like, oh, yeah, the vibes on this. Yeah, and that was like, that's the most like uh, frightening that we've seen. The grabber, really, up to this point, other than, you know, being a grabber. Yeah, you know, w- one thing I'd like to really talk about here is Ethan Hawke and the mask. Um, the way this mask transforms, the way mm-hmm. the mask is engineered is awesome. Right. It is awesome. It's a two-piece interchangeable mask. Mm-hmm. So it has a top where... Um, that covers above the bridge of his nose and down below his eyes. Uh-huh. So you get just the eyes up mm-hmm. and then you with have horns with horns. And then you have below the, the bridge of the nose and under the eyes. Uh-huh. So you the get mouth. the, the yeah. mouth and the nose is covered as well. So, and the, he changes these out. He has multiple different pieces yeah. to this. So, and he ch- dons these pieces when, he expects to be happy, sad, or hard to tell, right? My favorite yeah. is the hard to tell one because he shows up first to Finney as with a with fully masked, with the bottom with no mouth. It's just yeah, this just blank. blank. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's such a strange look. Yeah. But it's meant to like, it seems like it's meant to like hide his intentions. Yeah, and it's got like a one with a smile, one with a frowny face. Um and it's kind of implied that there's 
different personalities related to how he's wearing the mask, and they never really flesh that out too much. Yeah, it would have been better if they went all in on like multiple personalities and made it like more like split, where it's like, oh, he has this personality where it's kind of an ally, or he's being the friendly guy. It's like "Mm, they're all just kind of a guy fucking with him, really, and maybe that's the point. It's inter- It's really interesting this character is affected, right? Severely affected right. in his tone. Uh, he goes, he goes high and has a lisp, and he's very kind of nonchalant and pretend happy. <laughs> and there's some seething anger behind everything he says. Yeah. And, um, and then... And you you kind of go, is that just who this guy is? But there's one moment where mm-hmm. he's talking to his brother upstairs where his brother's like, what was all that noise? And he's like, nothing. It was just not. It's the fucking dog barking. Go back to sleep. Right. And you're like, oh, it's not him at all. Right. He's He's got personas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Billy mentions like, don't go up. He's You're just playing into his game, his favorite game, which is the Naughty Boy game. <laughs> I love this game, by the yeah. way. Um, <laughs> you love Naughty Boys? Uh, you like being a Naughty Boy? I love Naughty Boys. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that's communicated just from the name of that game. Yeah. Again, I wish they did more with it. Like, <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> especially, so eventually it gets to a point where... Bryce and his Naughty Finney, Boys. Finney escapes with this knowledge that he's given. Like, he's given this the code to this bike lock and he finally gets away and, and is outside and running, but the grabber catches up to him and, and, you know, threatens his life Mm -hmm. if he screams out and takes him back. But I don't remember any real effects of that escape because that would be like him playing into the naughty boy game. And I was expecting like, there's going to be a severe beating or like mutilation or something yeah. that like would have. And if they had done that, it would have raised the stakes. It would have been like, Oh shit. And it's one of those kind of like hero's journey moments where it's like, Oh, you're never going to be the same. Like you've been changed yeah, because of this experience, you know? Um, it would have been nice to throw that in just as, as a little bit of a, underlined to like this was a failed attempt and there are consequences other than just the looming threat of being murdered um yeah no i i definitely agree i mean if you're gonna this is r rated right um or is it pg this could easily be pg-13 yeah there wasn't really anything that would keep it from being pg-13 yeah i don't think so either maybe that's why this is no it's r it's, yeah, it's r. r if you're gonna go r then just go R. Yeah, go hard R. We're yeah. talking about a serial killer. Never go hard R. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, you should only go rated uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thanks, David. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, again, like that's the only thing where I was like, there were some missed opportunities. But that being said, they did do enough. 
Like they did do yeah. enough to like yeah. fill in the character of the grabber. He's fucked up. He's got like this system and he's got like this thing that he's trying to get these kids to play into that's his sick, you know, that feeds into his sick delight. Um, um, and then, so while this is happening, we're told about um, the grabber's brother. Um, we're introduced to him. It's <laughs> James Ranzone's character and like the detectives come and he's like, this seems like this independent investigator, kind of like a throwaway character, really. The best character in the movie. He's this is the best character in the movie, played by James Ransom. Right, and he's and he's like got these maps up, and it's very much like Charlie Day, you know, yeah, Pepe Sylvia moment. He's like, he's got to be around here. Who's Pepe Sylvia? And it's revealed that like he's literally living. Carol, Carol. He's literally living in the house where the kid is being kept right. and his brother that he's staying with is the killer is the yeah did you get that before they revealed it yeah i was like oh brother well there we go it's it's ethan hot yeah it's but, gotta be well because at the start of the movie it was implied a lot uh by ethan hawk that he had company upstairs he could i can't mm. be down here it's things aren't going the way i planned yeah he doesn't he doesn't say what's going on but like that explain once you realize that james ransone is in the house like that's what's keeping the grabber from ending his life quickly from continuing it's like, to grab because it's it's complicated things he can't just like go upstairs and rape and murder a young boy He's got company. He can't even stay he's, downstairs and do he's it. He's got to serve that Viennetta cake, you know? Right. <laughs> and uh, so... I made finger sandwiches. <laughs> um, out of little boy's fingers. <laughs> so James Ransone is trying to investigate. And at the same time, um, Gwen, Finney's sister, is trying to use her shining to get more information about where Finney is. Yeah. At which point she also curses at Jesus. <laughs> Just another one of the great lines. Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> what the actual fuck, Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> and because uh, she's asking for dreams to reveal stuff and she's eventually shown the house and leads detectives there. And then they f the ending is the brother figures it out. Gwen figures it out the detectives go into this house that Gwen sees and realize that it's not the right house, but they discover that it's the house that all the kids are buried at. Right. Which is kind of a throwaway, pointless, who cares kind of thing, other than maybe this was about, uh, is it, was this a, a, about based on a true story or something? No. Well, it was based on a story by Joe Hill. I think it was a book. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of yeah. This is something that the book went into deeply, and the movie didn't touch on at all. I was like, okay, so it's a different house. Who cares? I mean, it kind of makes sense because Gwen is being led there by the previous victims, and the previous victims probably want their bodies to be found um, more than the killer defeated or whatever. But then it's revealed that Finney is at the house across the street that the killer owns both of them that he has. Yeah, this felt, to me, this felt just like shoehorned in, and I was like, why are we, th this is literally, th the reason it's, it's they just, did this was yeah. to was to knock on the wrong door of Buffalo Bill's house and have Jodie Foster right. be at the right exactly. door. This was exact, like, th there was no other reason to do this. Right, it was, a red 
like the uh the wooden sign above that house was said the the herrings live here right. red herring <laughs> and family right um but uh so that happens and and Finney is you know he fights the grabber and wins and kills him and all that stuff the one thing that like kind of if i'm getting nitpicky no one you of the, never one of the things that he's told about is like okay there's a storage room okay in the basement with a giant freezer and it's been plastered over so you can't get to it but this is how you get to it you break through this concrete wall with the porcelain you know yeah. toilet bowl thing which i'm not sure that would actually work um stuff back then would made better and you can screw into this freezer and it's there and then i'm left asking well how does how does Ethan Hawk access that storage room? Are there two stairways? This is just beyond the pale. Doesn't make sense. Could have just been a hallway to the right or the left. Um, but, 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 but it all like it all gets tied up in a nice little bow at the end, and it is a satisfying conclusion. And and um, without that first act without the character development in the beginning this would have been a real snooze fest for the, me the end felt a lot like like a lot of different things to me i was like oh that's this oh that's this oh that's this like the whole movie felt a lot like signs to me like swing away merrill like down to yeah, the yeah down to the baseball bat you know like yeah. i was like oh he's got a good arm he's got a good arm swing away merrill swing away and then it is but it is satisfying. It's a good character arc for Finney because he starts out like he's strong enough. Yeah. Like he he can defend himself, but he chooses not to. He like just chooses to take it. And then the and the kid, his friend points out to him like you're strong enough. You just need to fight back. And that's like the lesson that he learns is like he can fight back and and defend himself and fight for others, you know. Not just let stuff happen. And then the other one was, yeah, the Jodie Foster knocking on the right door and the other detectives knocking yeah. on the wrong door kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was and good then, stuff. Yeah. Good. It's definitely worth seeing. I I wouldn't steer people clear of it. Like, if you're looking for a horror movie to see in theaters, it's it's a good... Super vibey. Yeah. Great. Great time. Okay. Final recommendations. I guess we just did that. Strong thriller material, true crime kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Serial killer. If you're into serial killer Mm -hmm. shit, this is... Knocks it out of the park. This is really great. Um, All right. So moving on to our next game, which is horror or horrible. Oh, dear. This game is rough. David's favorite game. I'm trying to make it a little lighter. Um, Just a second. Let me adjust. Are you just... Are you just... Saying that you're going to be easier on me because to like let, make me let my guard down so that I'll be like ultra shocked because last time I was, <clears throat> I was upset. Um, there will be upsetting, but I'm trying to I'm trying to like trying to take you on a journey a little more. Okay, okay, okay. Now, for anybody wondering, anybody who wants to see these clips, will you include these in the post? Yes. For the black phone. Yeah, I guess I will. Oh, poor guy. Um. Okay, so we've okay. got several. So go to horrormovietalk.com. A lot of these a lot of these are pretty short. So we'll we'll just get your reaction to these as we as we go. Okay. Okay, so it looks like a mountain biker going down a mountain. Oh, oh. 
Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! He's just ragdolled down the whole. Ma- oh, does it have sound? Um, I think it's copyright protected. Uh, David Bowie song, so I'm not gonna play it. Oh. I can I can turn the sound on for the rest of them though. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the dude. camera guy follows him all the way. Like there's no. There is no rushing to help this poor man who yeah. definitely have a, has a tremendous back injury. Okay, so this one... Okay, hang on. Let me describe... Let me set the ambiance here. This one is a... Oh, I think I've seen this one. <laughs> this is a fella reaching into an, a, 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 a like profoundly a- high-voltage electrical panel. <laughs> this man is at a transfer station. Yeah. Not a transfer station, but a... Um, yeah, a transfer station. Transformer. Transformer. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I skip okay. forward a little bit because it's a pretty long one. Okay, he's got a spanner and he's going to throw it in between these things. That's fine. These are fuses, the massive fuses that he's making sure they're seated in correctly. I thought you'd appreciate this because you, you dabbled with being an electrician. So These are, these are fucking massive fuses that he's being just very... Whoa! That man is no longer alive. I'm sure he's fine. No, that man is... David, he was wearing gloves. He's not even there anymore. <laughs> Holy Dude, shit. Dude, there was, there there was, was one, so much fire. There was one video that like I don't think I saved, but is probably on my top list of most horrific things I've ever seen, was a guy that got electric, electrocuted at one of these panels, and he was just charred but still alive, and he had like a hole through his chest cavity that you could see his lungs breathing. Okay. Can you not? Sorry. Uh, uh, next, next video. That is to say, ele- okay, electricity so, can fuck you up. So we're on a freeway. It looks like this is a dash cam footage. Yep. Um, let's go ahead and yeah, uh, we'll just, we'll go. It's pretty short. Ah, <gasps> Oh, Oh no. Oh, <gasps> He hit a very tiny car, and it, the car erupted into flames. These people are dead too. Oh my god! Yeah, why are you, those oh. are called like tuk tuks? I think. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, that was definitely in like Thailand or something like yeah. that. Holy shit! All right, this one's a little loud. Oh, I see. You know, you got to pause it so I can set the scene. <laughs> Jesus, you just jump right into. These sorry, things. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This girl is nude, um, with her ass in the air. On a table and a giant funnel placed into her asshole, <laughs> and she's just chugging beer into her butt. Mm-hmm. Okay, go. And it's, it appears like it's a bachelor party. She's pulling it out, and she's now she's spinning around and shooting it at people. Butt water, butt water. There's a lot of beer coming out of her butt. She's firing again. <laughs> Second salvo. Second salvo. Yeah. Just wow. like helicopter. And it doesn't seem like the guys are too into it, to be honest. Worth it to go to HorrorMovieTalk.com and click on the Black Phone Review link to mm-hmm. just to watch that one. It's called Human Fountain. <laughs> this one is titled Watch Your Head. <laughs> this is apropos for, because of, you know, Tina. <laughs> Okay, hey, 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 you know, hold on, man. Sorry. Let me set it up. This is a train in India. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. Um, And this is being, one train in India is being shot 
with a camera from another train in India as they're going together down train tracks separated by another track. And there's a bunch of guys hanging off the side. Oh, yeah. Tons of people hanging off the side of this train. Oh, oh, but wait, back that up a little bit. Let me see what happens. Yeah, he leans out just a little too much. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And he got taken by it like a telephone pole. Yeah. Wow, it was full hereditary. Whoa. Oh. Here we go. You'll like this one. All right. And what? Hang on. You got to let me set it up. what you have this jock dude in basketball shorts with a basketball he's fully basketballed out and he goes running at a hoop to slam dunk it he does so and then he pulls his pants and just shits out a bunch of shit really hard and fast (laughs) blast wow (laughs) bravo Having that, that is athletic prowess. Okay, here we got a guy on the top of a, it looks like a skate park. Uh, he's on a skateboard. He's about to get his skateboard onto the banister. Yeah, he's going to do some sick tricks. And go down the banister. Oh! Oh! Oh, I've seen this before. Damn! Oh, my God. This dude's neck takes the entire... Yeah. Oh, it's good that he's sitting up. Wow. I can't believe he... he he's definitely got, like, some fucking disc injury. Yeah, his collarbone is not doing oh, great right oh. now. At least he's not fucking spined out, dude. Jesus okay. Christ. This one... Okay, we've, this is... We've co- just got some people this is, sitting on the sidewalk in uh, a foreign land. This is called Bazinga. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you'll like this Okay, one. okay. I think you'll like it. It looks like they're sitting on the sidewalk. As a car is driving down the street, it loses a tire, and this tire just atomizes a person. Wow! It's a sound effect. That is... uh, Just wanted to lighten the mood a little bit. God, your life can just end for no apparent reason, just out of nowhere. I don't know if we... Did we do this one before? Let's see. This is the title is... Wait. The title is... Go back to small screen. When your legs don't walk like they used to before. Barf emoji. Okay, and we have a... Does this look familiar at all? A young... No. Okay. We have a young Indian man. You know, when you don't have a jack, you gotta... You gotta improvise. With his... Oh, God. Oh, no. He's pushing on the big tire of a tractor. Bryce is closing his eyes. No! He's... I I can't do that one. That one is, lives in my nightmares. What did you see, David? Oh, I don't. There aren't any more after this, right? I'm not watching any more of those. Oh, that was way worse than a horror movie. Oh, I. 
and it's so simple. It's just an injury. He's not even dead, David. He's fine. His legs went totally backwards. <laughs> His knees bent completely backwards. It was like he was morphing into a <laughs> car. <laughs> he turned into... An ostrich. <laughs> he turned into a grasshopper for a minute. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) I hate those. Dude. That's so gross. Dude, knee hyperextensions is... I can watch someone be decapitated. I cannot watch those. That's just so... All right, maybe we should end there. It takes a part of my soul. I can't. No, wait, we'll have two more. I'll leave out the worst one. The worst one is bad these these two are a little more light <sighs> storm there's a little liquid sunshine never hurt nobody let's get it <laughs> fuck dude that's the coolest shit i've ever seen this dude's walking out in a field in the middle of a thunderstorm and and at the end of his perfectly cut scream <laughs> Lightning strikes a tree right behind him, fully in frame. Play that again. I need it to watch the this. Storm. The little liquid sunshine never hurt nobody. Let's get it. Holy <laughs> shit! I need to watch that one more time. This is it beat the storm. Wow. The little liquid sunshine, sunshine never hurt nobody. Let's get it. Wow, that is oh. my favorite. Wow. Okay, this one's a catastrophic failure of some sort. What's the yeah. title? What do we got? That's not important. This one was actually shared on our Facebook group, I think. This oh. is in, this is alley footage. Yeah, it's just in a parking lot. Someone's getting in a car. Oh, this is going to be a sinkhole. Pull, pull away. This is a sinkhole. Here we go. It's gone. The car is now gone. Yep. God didn't like that car anymore. It looked like it only fell down about three or four feet. Yeah, but a building fell on top of it. So that's... Or, or maybe it was just a billboard. Sure, yeah. 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 We can all hope. Wow, that was uh, that right. perfectly cut scream was amazing. No, I'm not watching that. Uh-uh. All right. Oh. Man, that was. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's get some horror movie talk. Oh man, that ruined my day. I'm buzzing now. Yeah, I am buzzing with excitement. I wouldn't say excitement. All right, my knees hurt. Here's a couple voicemails from you, the listeners. If you want to call us, call six eight two two five three four four six eight. Hey, you perverts! It's Mike from California. Uh, Don't you dare say I'm a normal citizen or whatever the fuck he said on that last phone call because mm. i'm not mm. uh let's stop with the wokeness and let's get a little toxic masculinity in here i want to know <laughs> which three horror movie broads you guys want to bang don't be scared answer it don't be scared to answer it like you are the fucking air you posers wow but okay, okay i'm a little confused by the question this is horror movie bras broads Oh, broads. Yeah. Okay. It was, the transcription said bras. Trying so, to. So, so for those of you like, who need to clean yourself off after that call, I would like to again suggest that you. 
Um, donate to our uh, GoFundMe, which is going to be we have a two thousand dollar goal. Uh, to go to the Trevor Project uh, to save young LGBTQIA plus lives. Um, we're going to be donating f- the first 500 bucks to that. And um, yeah, uh, if if Mike disgusts you, uh, let us know with a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're real excited to uh, to you know help help young people mm-hmm. you know try and keep their so yeah which three horror movie broads would we like to bang oh and that that makes a lot more sense because i was thinking either the physical object bras or (laughs) like just dude bros like hey brah and you can get there by going to horrormovietalk.com all right (laughs) and scroll down a little bit well that's the only place they can get there quit voting the the question david um well uh you, you have you thought about it um, I mean, I can come up with a list pretty easy. I mean, Alexander Daddario, number one. What uh, right what now. what movie was she? In? Uh, she was in that. Uh, I could find one, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but the, you don't know what it is. Uh, well, she was in that Netflix um movie. What we doing? What was it? Something darkness. It was some witchy movie mm, on mm, Netflix. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go that gal from Bride of Chucky. What's her name? Um, Jennifer Tilly. Oh, yeah. Is a pretty good... Jennifer Tilly. Back when she was in Bride of Chucky. Bride yeah, of yeah, yeah. Back, back then. Uh, boy. Yeah, Alexandra Daddario was in We Summon the Darkness. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. But she's been in other horror movies, I'm sure. You know, this is hard to do off the top of my head. Oh, there was one chicken. Um, there was one chick in... Um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. There was two chicks. In oh that one. yeah, actually, the, the hot pants girl. The hot pants girl, Ooh. but more than that, the little cutie um, with the nice booty. Like she had some, some uh, she had some wonderful assets on her, and I loved her a lot. So both, I will say, the two girls from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah, I do. Alexander, Alexander Daddario. Um, Jennifer Tilly is probably a, a real easy go-to. Yeah. Um, I'd also go for Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Connelly is my top yeah. all-time crush of all time. And I'm sure there's... I mean, I guess... Oh, Jennifer Aniston. I, I take away Jennifer Tilly. I'll, I'll replace her with the other Jennifer. Mm. Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun. There you go. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, donate to our charity to prevent Mike from, you know, taking over the world. We love you, Mike. All right, next voicemail. Good morning, fellas. This is the Beastie from the Northeastie. Bryce, Mm. regarding my last time that I called in uh, about Darcy the Mail Girl, Mm. uh, you'll be happy to know that she's actually done adult videos before she was on Joe Bob. So you're welcome. Uh, It was under the name Diana Prince. And I have another uh, sinkhole earthquake scenario for you. So, what is scarier? A five-foot-wide, 500-foot-deep sinkhole or a 500-foot-wide, five-foot-deep sinkhole? Sorry, I wrote it out so I didn't fuck it up. But I think it did anyways. But yeah. Five foot wide, five hundred foot deep, or five hundred feet wide, five foot deep. See you later. Okay, so gee, I really have to think about this one hard. 
I mean, the 500-foot deep sinkhole, of course. That's five feet wide? That's five feet wide, yeah. See, this, is, see, this, is, this gets to the difference between Bryce and I. This, this, uh, this question actually dials into the difference. The five-foot-wide one uh-huh. that is just a pit to hell right. is much scarier to Bryce yes. than the one that is going to cause much more death and destruction. The 500-foot-wide, It would cause deep. zero death. It would cause some destruction. The destruction causes the death, dum-dum. Yeah, I mean, if everything in a 500 foot radius just dropped five feet out of nowhere, yeah, everybody in the vicinity would fucking die. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Okay, five, five feet's not that deep. No, but nothing is made to be dro- nothing uh, the size of a building or or even a car is made to be dropped five feet like that. Not, a building will. Come down under that. That is completely, completely outside of the normal constraints of, of any. This is literally what mm. makes earthquakes scary. Right. Yeah, I guess that one is obviously scarier. I can I see the difference is I apply logic. Well, I mean the difference is like I if you're envisioning yourself being in that sinkhole, like you're dying either way. But one, you're taking a lot more people with you. I don't know. Like if I if this house was to drop five feet, I'm in the basement, sur- surrounded by concrete walls. Yeah, and they're falling the ceiling, down on you. The ceiling would come down. Oh yeah, you would be dead. The concrete box would be fine. Like, but it would come down at an angle. Bryce, so I'd probably I would survive. One in one scenario, I would, I could be horribly- only you die. In the other scenario, your whole family probably dies. And me, your best friend. Well, I would say in one scenario... First of all, I would say second best friend. (laughs) One scenario, I would definitely die. Another scenario, my family might die. Right. Yeah. Right. One, they'd be perfectly safe, and the other, they'd be in great, great jeopardy. The, The biggest jeopardy they've ever been in. Still, I still choose the 500 deep. Uh, FYI, deep while sequel. while CJ, the yeah, beast I was from really the not in the question because I was looking up Diana Prince on X Hamster. So, oh yeah, no, you can't blame it on that. I mean, he was literally okay. Can we not look I'm at sorry. actual hardcore porn porn while we're? Uh, oh, I'm trying. sorry, defending your delicate sensibilities. Yeah, well, it would be nice if you didn't. Um, yeah, have a thought for other people for once. All right. you know? Listen up, Fruit Loops. It's Mike from California again. I just got done listening to uh, Stranger by the Lake. What is going on? What the fuck is going on? I need a palate cleanse. I need a, a tit flick horror movie uh, boob fest something. Uh, hope you guys find your way. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, we're, we're equal opportunities here. And, and again, if you want to support... Uh, gay and trans save, lives. Yeah, save young gay and trans lives with HMT uh, by going to horrormovietalk.com and clicking on that GoFundMe link just a little bit down the page. I do think, I mean, obviously we were trying to celebrate Pride Month, uh, but he does come up with a good point. Like maybe we should, maybe there's a, a, a booby equivalent <clears throat> horror movie that we could watch. I don't know. Do they make those? I mean, is there a horror movie that just shows about, like, 
a quarter of it is just women coming? Carrie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jennifer's body. It would, Jennifer's would have body? been the obvious inverse to Stranger by the Lake. Um, yeah, but not even close, though. Nah. Nothing goes as hard. It would literally just, it would have to be like a female orgasm compilation. Dude, on is there anything more manly than fucking another man in the ass? No, wait a minute. Can you think of anything more manly? No, I can't. Neither can I. That's peak masculinity. Mike's over here getting soft. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Brian Morris, the exotic from Alabama. Just uh, listening to Stranger by the Lake podcast, and... Uh, right. <laughs> is, he, is he calling in from Fallujah? <laughs> He's calling from calling in from a pot of orcas. <laughs> Take a peek at old Michelle's mustache because I know Bryce is over there raving about it. How much he wanted to slide his dick over that, and God, I've never wanted to grow a mustache so much in my life. Give <laughs> me that two inches of that Mormonism. Anyway, you guys were talking about since I was blasting through. All of your content, nine to twelve hours at work. Six rubby loads blasting that I needed to become a Patreon, which I did, I believe, in January for the six 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 price. Favorite number of all time. So just letting you guys know that I'm right there with you. Is he fishing? Is he just letting line out? I'm so confused. What I, is I gotta that? See, I gotta see that what that looks like. What on the... even is that? I felt either that was like <sighs> machine gun fire, or or he just was zip tying a bunch Zzz. of victims. <laughs> I feel like he was letting line out. Yeah, you know that's how my fly reel sounds. Or he's <laughs> calling from the toilet and just <laughs> letting them rip. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you if you got a gorgeous mustache like Michelle, I mean, sh- I mean, how could I resist? This two inches of ex Mormonism is all yours, buddy. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um, next, next call. Next call. What we got? Oh dear God. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dominic calling from Buffalo, New York. Longtime listener, first time caller, and new Patreon member at your fifteen dollar a month tier. Oh, yeah. I had to show the love and support. Just today. I've been going through a really rough time. My grandma's been super sick in the hospital, and I enjoy listening to your podcast to take my mind off this shit. So uh, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. When I'm listening to your podcast, it's like both of you guys are in the room with me. Great fucking podcast. That's all I got to say. And I wrote you guys a special rap. Mini-verse. I'm a rapper and screenwriter. That'll be moving back to LA in the next couple of months, and I wrote you guys this stuff today, and I hope you guys like it. Here, I was ready. Ready. Addicted to horror movie talk. I'm starting to feel the itch. Stuffed like a turkey. Nice tits, bitch. Chainsaw <laughs> in hand. Ass first, let the face. When it comes to milfs, you can call me Norman Bates, but I'll leave it with more than just a fly up on her face. My flow is kind of scary. Drinking it's hereditary. It's a cool midsummer night, bizarre because it's always light. I'm on a bad trip, a grizzly end is in sight. <laughs> There's a little taste of my lyricism. That's good. And again, it's good. Thank you for this podcast. It's hands down the best horror movie podcast, and it's. I have no doubt that it's going to grow into something that's ginormous. It's fucking so. amazing. 
both you guys, Bryce and David, you both do a great fucking job, and I just want to say thank you. Keep killing it, and I, I can't wait for ne- next week. Next week, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday episode. Sorry, little little slur with the little slur of the speech. Had a couple, uh, you know, Johnny Walker blues, if you know what I mean. But hope you guys have a great weekend, and I uh, can't wait to listen to the episode where I'm featured on. Take care. Hey Dom, thank you. So much. Hey, what's going on, guys? Oops, sorry. <laughs> I pressured. Thank you so much for all the kind words and for the rap and yeah. And I'm sorry you're going through a tough time with your grandma. Uh, yeah, yeah. Feels like a prerequisite to call is that you got to be drunk sometimes. Oh, thank yeah. That's a common occurrence. Yeah, um, Dominic. Depending on how you'll take it, you maybe might want to steer or steer clear of the afterpods about a year and a half or more ago. Oh yeah, We're rough sailing, lo- losing my dad. It's it's rough losing loved ones and and uh, hope you and your family are doing good and handling it. I have a couple things uh, I'd like to bring up. Uh, number one, we forgot to talk about our final show that we had yesterday, two days ago, um, uh, with the Kiggins Cult of Horror right, and Hereditary. Right, right. We had we were joined by a bunch of people, um, some gals from Boston. One gal came out from Kentucky. Great time, great show. I mean, it was the best feeling show that we did, I feel like. Yeah, I think we got better each time. Yeah, I And agree. this was like the closest to a podcast episode, and I think that was kind of what we figured out. Just do it more like a podcast and you'll feel more normal. Um, I did like that we were sitting. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mostly because it helped me catch my breath a little easier. Um, yeah, I had a real tenuous relationship with my back and so I wasn't dancing as hard. Yeah. But even then. It was fucking hot in that theater Fuck. That, that night. Fuck, dude. Um, yeah, it was that was good. <clears throat> Thanks, Dominic. Thanks for supporting hey, us. But, and you're gonna get this probably today, so you don't have to wait till And Wednesday then but the other thing Patreon. the other thing I wanted to bring up was we haven't heard from our other resident rapper Bugsy in a while. Bugsy, are you out there? Are you listening? What's going on with you, man? How you been? I hope you're okay, and we miss you. Mm-hmm. Oh, last caller. This was sent to us like just hours. Yeah, just this is while week. we started. I think one hour ago. Yeah. Hey, Bryce and David. Hey. Um, it's been a while since I called. This <gasps> is Robert DeFarter. Yeah. So I just thought I'd call in. Um, I really liked the last episode. The um. Uh, whatever. It's the I can't. I don't remember exactly the name because it's like in a different language or something. But um, oh, you guys definitely have to review way. Psycho. Uh, I mean, I know I you the page the Patreons. They have to. They have to. They're the ones who get to vote. But just you know, you definitely have to because that's just that's just a classic. Yeah. I think and this is anyways, a- I'll see up. you guys. Bye. Thanks, Robert. No, he's called and asked this question before, and we was talked it about him? It. Yeah, it was him. He's okay. like, "You guys got to review Psycho," but I know he probably didn't listen to that. Okay, episode. Robert, let me just listen closely. I'll say it one more time. We have, but it's only available through our pretentious episodes on Patreon. So, 
What's the tier that gets that? Twenty five? Yeah, twenty five bucks. And actually, um, I'm glad that you're asking about it because I can read all of the Patreon exclusive movies that we have uh, that we've reviewed over there um, right now because I have a list Mm -hmm. Um, and that list starts off. Let's see all seven levels and here we go. It goes basket case uh, dead alive slash brain dead cabin in the woods army of the dead Greenland ghoulies house or house from Japan the void don't look now. The Last House on the Left, Psycho, Cemetery Man, and then there's been a couple more um, yeah. since then. I I thought I wrote, I swear to God I wrote them down on this fucking thing just last week. What did we just do? We just did one. <clears throat> um, it's on the feed, uh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We, Anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that one's actually available. Oh, we did Cat People. That's right. Cat People, but then also we did... Um, Oh, Mad God. Mad God. Yeah, right. Mad God. So, yeah, check a, check us out on, on Patreon. If you're if you're just jonesing for extra content, regardless if it's the movie that you're asking for, but sometimes it is, just check out our Patreon. You know, you don't have to do $25 in perpetuity. Like, if, you, if there's a movie on that list that we just read that you want to listen to, like... Yeah, you can hop on for 25 bucks for one month, listen to those, mm-hmm. and, and, you know... And then and downgrade. Hop down to a lower tier. Yeah. Anyway. Don't leave. Just downgrade. Shut the fuck up. What are you doing? Um, or not. Yeah. Or upgrade. Upgrade's an option. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for calling and listening. Lots of generous and good good words. Um, I think people really love Stranger by the Lake. That's what I'm getting. You know. Look, if they don't, they haven't watched it because it is a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you don't like seeing Dick go into butthole, then it's probably not a red blooded American man. Like so, yeah, that's a, that's a question. Is there a female equivalent to Stranger by the Lake? Let let us know in the uh, Suspiria agent. That's oof. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Suspiria twenty eighteen. All right. Thanks for listening. Go check out horrormovietalk dot com. Check out our sponsor nightchannels dot com. Uh, what else should we talk about? Um, you should you should try and support uh, or or give to our GoFundMe for um, you know saving for the Trevor Project. Yeah, if you want to watch some of those videos, those horrible videos that I showed David, go to our uh, our post and watch them. Um, and until next time, we'll see you. Bye, bye, babies. Will you? God damn it! Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good